The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So excited that we finally have football Thursday night. Every Thursday night, I get together with my buddies, if I'm not going to be on the sideline like I will be this Thursday night. I get together with my buddies, and we watch the game together, have a couple beers, eat a little bit, and it's so fun to see every guy's man cave. Some better than others. And some have better memorabilia than others because they go to places like auctionofchampions.com. The guy's a listener, Alex. He's a big-time listener. He loves the show, and he's like you, except he owns a memorabilia company that you can get the auction every two weeks. There's an auction tonight, auctionofchampions.com. Make sure you check out what they've got. They've got unbelievable stuff. There's no reserves. Like So if there's something to bid on, the lowest, I mean, the highest bid gets it, period. They're not like, oh, it has to be this much. No, 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 no. Not how it works. Auctionofchampions.com. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it is week one. We finally made it, everybody, which means it's time for us to make money for you guys again each and every week. When I say we, look, he's the only two-time winner of the biggest gambling event in the sport of pro football. It's the Westgate Super Contest. It's all the superstars. It's all the pros. It's all the everybody. It's huge. He's won it twice. Nobody else has done that. He's had the belt around his waist twice. Steve Fezzik. Check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, who kind of kicked Steve's butt last year in the NFL games, if we're being honest. You can follow me at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram. Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And if you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, head over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code podcast one to get a 50% sign up bonus today. Betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Stevie, we finally made it, my man. You know, and as far as getting my butt kicked, it would be like me going out there being a pro golfer and shooting 10 under for a tournament 
and you shot 20 under. I think I won 20 units and you won around 40 units, which is completely unsustainable. Just a tremendous job. It was fun. Let's see what we got this year. As always, we've got Todd Bergman, the Birdman, at L Birdman on Twitter. He will be doing our grading. So if you ever think there's a discrepancy, hit him up or email me at L Birdman. We always tell, I mean, look, it's, it's recorded. You, you can hear what we say. So if there's ever a discrepancy, we'll just go back and listen to it. And we're going to give you our bets for each and every game. Um, if we have one, we're not going to force it. We might just say a lean. But if we put a unit on it, that's how you can put your money on it, at least if you want. That's what we're suggesting. Brian, let's get going. All right, guys. Let's start off. Ross, why don't you lead it off? Thursday night football, the defending Super Bowl champs, Philadelphia Eagles at home, favored by two against the Atlanta Falcons, and our total is 45.5. So I am going to be at this game on the sideline, and boy, you know, maybe they can figure something out. But Nick Foles did not look good in the preseason. And he's kind of had a Jekyll and Hyde up and down career throughout. Obviously, he was up when we last saw him. But he's not the only guy that's out for the Eagles. I mean, their best linebacker, Nigel Bradham's out. He's suspended. Timmy Jernigan won't play along the D-line. They're not, they don't have their best receiver, Alshon Jeffrey. What they do have going for them is that the place will be absolutely bananas it's their first game back since they won the Super Bowl. You know, the home team wins most of the games in this series, although the Patriots lost last year to the Chiefs. I think the Falcons are loaded. I think they're motivated by what happened last year. I think they're going to win this game. So if they're getting two units, yeah, I'm going um, I'm to go ahead and I'm going to take the Falcons to win the game. Uh, I, I'm not going to touch the total, but I'm going to put a unit on the Falcons. I would put two units if I wasn't a little just concerned about the environment and just how nuts and how amped up the Eagles will be. But I feel pretty good about the Falcons in this game. One unit on Atlanta getting the two points. And I'm also going to put a unit on the under. I don't see the Eagles scoring that many points. The Eagles' defense is pretty good. I don't know that Falcons will light them up. I think 23-17 Atlanta sounds about right. So I'm putting one unit on the Falcons getting the two and a unit on the under 45.5. Well, Ross Tucker, clearly you've got a – somehow you got a copy of my notes because you pretty much reflected everything I was thinking on this game. Uh, I gave this out to my clients during the summer – Atlanta plus four and under 47. But I got to tell you what, even at plus two, I don't care. I still think Atlanta is the right side. Think about this. These two teams just played in January, and Atlanta was laying three in that game. That was the time. You're talking about a frenzied environment. That was the time to bet the Eagles getting three in the freezing cold of the wintertime with a totally hyped-up crowd And now you've got all these injuries you documented. You've got playoff revenge for Atlanta. Atlanta, that was like their fifth playoff or road game in six weeks. They'd just come off a playoff win at the Rams and had to wheel back to Philly. It was a terrible spot. Now it's a good spot for Atlanta. Atlanta's going to win this game. Atlanta plus two will put a unit on it. Best bet. The best bet. 
All right, Steve, next up on Sunday, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are minus four at the Cleveland Browns. Again, 45 and a half. Yeah, this line was six, and the betting public and this wise guys, really the wise guys, do what they do every week. They bet on the Cleveland Browns. I can see reasons for the optimism with a huge upgrade at quarterback with Taylor. That being said, I watched a couple episodes of Hard Knocks, and that was enough for me to write a big memo, don't lose money on Cleveland again this year because the sum of the collective parts is too high when you look at the coaching staff and what they've done. Not with my money. Bell's probably going to miss the game for Pittsburgh. Still power rating-wise, I make the game four, I pass. Yeah, I, I'm going to go – I'm a little bit nervous about Cleveland, but playing at home, they already always play Pittsburgh tough. And now, as of when we're recording this, 11.26 a.m. Eastern time, there's no Le'Veon Bell. That's kind of been hanging over the Steelers. I don't think he's going to end up playing in the game. I think he shows up Friday or Saturday just to get paid for this week. I don't think he plays in the game – um, and I think that Cleveland's much better with Tyrod Taylor than they were when they played them tough the last couple years uh, without a quarterback. I'm putting a unit on the Browns, getting four points at home. Ross, the San Francisco 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings favored by six, our total 46. This feels about right to me uh, in terms of the line. I think the Vikings are the better team. I am nervous about their offensive line. I'm also nervous about the Niners' injuries, specifically at running back. But I think the Vikings probably end up winning by about a touchdown. So I'm not touching that. I I guess if I had a lean, I'd I'd probably lean San Francisco there. Uh, the, The thing I like is I'm looking at the total. And with the Vikings' offensive line issues, and with some of the Niners' issues offensively and that Vikings' defense, I know it's indoors. I know it's Kirk Cousins' first game. But I'm going to put a unit on the under 46 here. So three straight games where I have a bet. That doesn't happen all that often. Yeah, I was looking to bet on the Vikings, as you mentioned. Big problems with the O-line. The center position in particular where they actually had to trade for the Giants' um, backup center. They're so thin at center. But uh, I think you nailed it as far as the crowd noise. Early start time for San Francisco and Jimmy G there. The place will be rocking. That defense is phenomenal for Minnesota. I like under as well. I'll go under the 46 for a unit. Another best bet. The best bet. Next up, Steve, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts favored by three in this one, 48.5 the total. Interesting game. All summer long, I've been talking about how Luck's going to play and how Indianapolis at minus one was a good bet. Got to get down on the Colts before the line moves, and we could figure out what to do with it. Well, the line did move, and Indy's laying three now, and it's time to do something with my Colts position because you know what? I am not confident that the Colts are the better team. The Bengals, I believe, have addressed their O-line issues. Um, I think that Ross, their um, bust um, number one draft pick from uh, 2017, where he didn't catch a pass, suddenly has learned how to play. Tyler Eifert, their um, gifted tight end, who's 
missed half the games the last five years, looks to be healthy. Bottom line is I think Cincinnati, Cincinnati is just a slightly better team. Well, they're really the much better team, but Indianapolis has the better quarterback. But I wonder how much downfield luck can throw right now. I didn't see any of it in preseason. I'm going to put two units now back on the Bengals plus three. I think the Bengals are going to surprise people this year, and I'm stunned by this line. Uh, the Colts did not look good in the preseason. I thought look, look, looked okay. I thought the Bengals looked really good. Their D-line looked awesome. I don't know if Costanzo is going to play. I love the Bengals in this game. I'm also putting two units. I think they win it outright. I like getting the three points. I'm totally with you, Steve. Another – is that three best bets in four games? This is crazy. Uh, let's do it. Best bet. Best Cincinnati bet. getting the three. Yes, that is three. Uh, next up, let's see if we can make it four. How about Jacksonville minus three at the New York Giants? Ross, total is 43 and a half. Did you miss Baltimore-Buffalo, Bry? Did I miss Baltimore? I did miss Baltimore-Buffalo. Let's do Baltimore-Buffalo instead. Uh, Buffalo, seven-point favorites with a total of 40 and a half. My apologies. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the Ravens are going to win this game. I'd be shocked if they didn't. The question is, how comfortable do I feel laying seven points in a first-game situation? It is in Baltimore. The Bills' O-line did look rough. And I, I feel very confident about the Ravens winning. I feel very confident it's a low-scoring game, but 40-and-a-half is really – I mean, 40-and-a-half is really low. But with these two teams, it might – it might hit. I just have a tough time picturing the Bills scoring very much. But Peterman actually looked pretty darn good in the preseason. So I'm going to pass this game. I would still probably lean under the 40-and-a-half if I had to lay a bet. And I would lean Baltimore laying the 7. But I'm going to do neither. Yeah, I can't wait till Josh Allen replaces Peterman because he looked bad in preseason and Buffalo is a bad team. But like you said, Peterman did play well. Frankly, I gave out Baltimore to my clients during the summer minus five. I bet them minus four. Uh, I gave out under 43, and I still lean towards Baltimore in the under, but I hate giving up that much more in way of points. If you like to play teasers, remember a teaser in the NFL is you get six extra points but you got to pick two winners. I do think that the Baltimore minus seven to minus one teaser with the Thursday night game where you could tease Atlanta plus two up to plus eight is an outstanding teaser. You know what? Give me that teaser for one unit. All right, Steve. Now let's talk about Jacksonville favored by three against the New York Giants at the New York Giants, 43 and a half the total. Yes, and Jacksonville decimated really at wide receivers coming into the year, they had arguably one of the worst wide receiver groups in the league, and they just lost their number one wide receiver during preseason. The Giants got their wide receivers back. They lost all their wide receivers last year. So although I have Eli Manning as a bottom five quarterback, uh, so no quarterback advantage for the Giants, even against Blake Bortles and Jacksonville, I still think that the Giants are going to be much improved. And frankly, anytime I can get a team off a horrendous year, catching points, they're almost always more motivated that week one to put the bad taste of the year before behind them. I'll lean with the Giants plus three. 
Uh, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, it is in New York. I think the Jags are still the better team. I just – the Giants are one of those teams that there's just way too much uncertainty. Saquon Barkley's hamstring, how the line will hold up, how the defense holds up. I would lean Giants, and I, I think they got a decent chance there. But, man, that Jacksonville D-line against that Giants O-line, that's a little bit scary to me. Uh, where I am going to put a unit is one unit on the under 43.5. I know that's a really low number, but the Jags defense is really, really good. And the the Giants, or the Jags offense, I don't think it's going to be able to score that much, even though it's a new defense for the Giants. So one unit on the under 43.5 for me. Rossi, New Orleans Saints favored by 9.5. They are at home against NFC South rival. The Tampa Bay Bucks, 49.5 the total. Right. It's my dude, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and the Bucks. This this feels about perfect to me. I mean, I think the Saints probably win by about 10. I think that, you know, it's a relatively high-scoring game. I'm not touching this one. I guess if I had to lean, I know you guys like when we give lean. So if I had to lean, I'd probably lean to Tampa Bay, getting the 9.5 points. That's a lot of points in the NFL. A lot of points. Um, and I'd probably lean on the total. Whew. I don't know. I'd probably lean I'd probably lean a little over. I think Fitzpatrick might surprise you. I think that the Bucks might score some points, but I got I got very little on this game, Steve. And this of course is the game at the end of the year that Tampa Bay absolutely stole from New Orleans back in what was the end of December, early January, can't recall. Um, but in that game, they had only scored like 30 points, and I think there was a fumble on a punt return for New Orleans that turned the tide of the game, and Tampa Bay scored in the final minute. Bottom line is um, I think that the proper valuation was made for Fitzpatrick, about a two-point downgrade in Tampa Bay um, versus Winston, so it's right where I made the numbers, so at this point I pass. All right, Steve, the Houston Texans up in New England. Patriots favored by six and a half in this one, and the total fifty-one. It's right where I made the game. I got to tell you, I think Houston is a bet on team, a team I think we can make money on. I think the defense is going to be much better, much healthier, and if Watson can play, uh, he was on pace to be rookie of the year, if not an MVP candidate. So Houston's a contender, but I just don't bet against the Patriots. The it's amazing how their final score of games never matches what the underlying box scores are because they make so many great game decisions, including finding ways to get third downs and on defense, finding ways to stop their opponents in the red zone. I'll pass. This is exactly where I would have it. I, I, 51 seems a little bit high to me here. The Patriots defense typically does struggle early in the season and I know that they scored a lot of points last year, even when there was a healthy J.J. Wad and Merciless and those guys. Uh, but, you know, the Patriots' offensive line is different at left tackle. I also don't like the Texans' O-line. That's a lot of points uh, in my mind, 51. I know what the score of the game was last year, but this is week one. I'm going to go – I'm not going to touch the, 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 the line. I guess I'd probably lean New England just because they're New England. But I, put, I will put one unit on the under 51 in this game. And by the way, we've told you about it before. 
if you guys haven't downloaded the BetQL app on your phone yet, you really need to do that. It's awesome. It allows you to track all of your bets, which is very cool. It gives you real-time data on you know where the public money is, where the trends are, injury info. It's got all kinds of algorithms in there. Algorithms are the key, evidently, to life, Steve. It's got all kinds of algorithms in there. Uh, but I really like just how you can track all of your stuff. It's the BetQL app. Same dudes that gave you the RotoQL app for your um, your daily DFS team. Same dudes for your um, squad QL app for fantasy. I mean, these guys, they know what they're doing when it comes to apps. All right, Ross, uh, next up, Tennessee, favored by one and a half. They are at the Miami Dolphins. 45 is your total. Got very little on this game as well. I think the Titans probably win by about a field goal. I would lean to the Titans in this one. I don't have very high hopes for the Miami Dolphins this year, but it's on the road. Mariota didn't look great in the preseason. He's learning a new offense. So I'm going to pass this game altogether. I think I'd lean Tennessee anyway, Um, but that's about it on this one. Got Miami being underrated because of the upgrade from Tannehill to Cutler. I think that Tannehill is a slightly better quarterback, but he's so much better in the locker room in terms of team chemistry. And I've got Tennessee as being overrated. They really benefited from those two games. They got to play against Indy and Jacoby Brissett. The one game against Houston was savage. If you take those three games out of the equation, Tennessee was 6-7 and seven and got outscored by 51 points in their other games that were not against backup quarterbacks. Because of that, I've actually got Miami the slight favorite. I will take Miami, best bet, for two units. The best bet. Now, it's not a best bet, Steve, unless you and I both do it. You know, I say best bet whenever I do every other show, and clearly I'm not ready for the regular season. My apologies. <laughs> Best bet, remember everybody, best bet, and we track them, is only when Steve and I both agree on the same thing. All right, well, are you going to both agree on the Chargers and the Chiefs? Steve, the Chargers, three-point favorites with a total of 48. Yes, uh, I'm sorry about that, guys. The Chargers are loaded, and I've got them power rated three points better than an average team. I'm struggling with this one with what to give the Chargers for a home field advantage where, remember, the first half of the year they struggled at home and half the time that their stadium was filled up with their opponents' fans, and I think that's going to be the case in this game. Kansas City travels very well, so although I have the Chargers two and a half points better than Kansas City on a neutral site, you would think, wow, they should be able to win by more than a field goal at home. I just don't know how many home field points really to give them, especially in this game. And because of that, I'm going to pass. I think that's pretty fair. Um, I would definitely lean to the Chargers. And, in fact, I I just think Mahomes is going to turn it over a couple times. On the road against those pass rushers, Casey Hayward, I'll put one unit on the Chargers laying the three. Um, I also would lean under probably in this game, but I'm not going to – I mean, the Chiefs' defense is not going to be good. I'd be surprised if they are. So one unit on the Chargers laying the three for me. 
All right, Ross, next up, Seattle is at Denver. The Broncos, three-point favorites in this one with a total of 42. Feels about right. Even though I've been higher on Seattle than a lot of other people are, I think the Broncos are getting better quarterback play. A lot of their rookies look good. I'd probably think that the Broncos win by three. Now, if I had to lean, I would lean to Seattle because I think this is a game that's kind of a toss-up. So I would lean to Seattle getting the points if I had to lean. But I'm I'm going to pass this game with a lean to Seattle. Nothing on the total. I have these two teams rated equally. I, too, am going to pass this game. You know, I saw a trend that showed that Denver, when playing at home in weeks one and two, has been great against the spread. And the theory being that coming out of training camp, you just the starting players just have not had enough reps and game reps to be ready to play an entire game. And the altitude has the biggest impact on them in the first couple games of the season. And that's what many have attributed Denver's stellar performance at home to open the season as being attributable to. So I think that's valid. I will lean to Denver. Steve, next up, the Dallas Cowboys at the Carolina Panthers. Carolina favored by three, and our total here is 42.5. Very interesting game. So battle of the shambles O-lines. So Dallas last year, Tyrone Smith got hurt, their left tackle, and that as soon as he went down, they had all kinds of trouble. Then he tried to play hurt. They were never the same. But their bedrock was their center and their right tackle. Both those guys have issues. Their center is out for an indeterminate amount of time with some, um, with some um, disease. And I know that Martin has a hyperextended knee. He's probably going to play. But Carolina has equally bad O-line issues. They lost their best lineman to free agency. And they've got cluster injuries on their line When I see both lines in that much trouble, I think under, both teams struggling to move the ball, I'll go under the 43 for a unit. I like that a lot, Steve, because I think Carolina probably wins a close, low-scoring game, and you're right. Both O-lines have issues, uh, which is not good, especially in a first-game scenario. Carolina's D-line is very good. I'm with you. Give me a unit on the under 42.5 as well. Now that is a best bet. The best bet. All right, Ross, the next one, pick them. Washington at Arizona with a total of 44. What is the uh, – is there anything anything to know about pick them games usually, Steve? I mean, I'm going to go with the Redskins. I, I think that they're the better team. Um, and so I guess that – you know, Vegas does too. Otherwise, the Cardinals would be a three-point favorite. I don't know. I just, I'll, I'll, in fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna place a bet. I'm gonna lean Redskins because just because I think they're the better team here. I've got Washington the better team, but curiously, only by one point. I got to tell you what, Arizona has a nice home field advantage. They go from having no running back to having David Johnson back, who was out all year with the wrist injury. And I love the fact he's out with a wrist injury. So he's going to have completely fresh legs, no repercussions from that injury. And they won eight games with Carson Palmer playing less than half the year and then having to play their second and third string quarterbacks. Huge upgrade at quarterback, I think, for Arizona, at least to start the year here. And... Because of that, I'm going to lean to Arizona. I'm also I am going to play the under 
for two units. I've got Steve Wilkes, the former Carolina defensive coordinator, taking over for Arizona. If there was one thing Arians would do is even with this third-string quarterback, he would air the ball out down the field. I think we're going to see under Wilkes a whole lot more of the rushing attack with Johnson and, frankly, Washington with Alex Smith taking over. I think he's going to be much more conservative. Charlie checked down during his career under 44-2 units. All right, Steve. Sunday night football, Chicago with Green Bay. Packers favored by 7.5 and our total 47.5. Yeah, you know, power ratings lean a little bit to Chicago in this game. I almost got there, and I know that they have huge upgrades at wide receiver. I just don't trust Trubisky yet. So if I trusted him, I absolutely would bet Chicago, especially if Mack can play, because I think he'll be an immediate difference maker on a defense that's already above average, frankly. I'll lean to Chicago. Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, man, I'm actually gonna give Chicago a unit here because it's seven and a half. That's the key to me. That 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 key number. You know, I think the boost from Khalil Mack. I think there'll be a lot of excitement. I might end up being wrong. I'm not totally sold on Trubisky, which makes me nervous about this. But I'm gonna I'm gonna lean. Uh, I'm gonna put one unit on Chicago, getting the seven and a half points to keep this one close. Ross, i got two Monday night football games. The first one, the Jets at the Lions. You're going to be there. Six-and-a-half-point favorite for Detroit. Total is 45. Yeah, I don't know about the Lions. They they look terrible in the preseason. I mean, it's really – I mean, they looked really, really bad. So I'm not exactly sure what to do with them. Um, I'm going to pass this game. I'd probably even lean to the Jets a little bit, but rookie quarterback Monday night – that gets me nervous. I've got nothing here in this game. Um, I think maybe I would lean under as well if we're talking total, but I don't have a bet on this game. Yeah, unfortunately, I do have a bet on this game. Back during the summer, I laid six and a half with Detroit. I thought there was a good chance Darnold would play and start for the Jets and that Detroit would be a solid investment. And what's happened since? Well, Ross nailed it, that Detroit defense – They and the Kansas City defense have just, both of them, have played horrendously throughout the preseason. I can't discount that. I'm worried about Patricia as as their head coach and how effective his D is going to be. And frankly, Darnold has played much better than I expected him to play. I still don't want to back a rookie quarterback on the road in his first start. So uh, it's become a pass for me. All right, Steve, in the final game of the week, the L.A. Rams minus four at the Oakland Raiders, 49-and-a-half the total. So this game actually opened pick em. I bet the Rams a pick. I thought it was a silly line, and I laid one with the Rams. And i got to tell you, normally when a line moves to four, at that point in time I'm looking to jump back in on the other side, but I am in no hurry to do so because I think the Rams are absolutely stacked. I think they made tremendous acquisitions to make their team even stronger. And I think Gruden is sending a message, although I don't disagree with the Mac trade at all because Mac has got such a huge contract and long-term those number one draft picks probably going to help the Raiders, but I think it's sending a message that this year they are looking more towards the long-term than the short-term. And because of that, 
if anything, I would lean to the Rams even at the minus four. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams. I, I mean, I just – I think that was a horrible message to send to the locker room in Oakland, and I think the Rams – I don't care if they're laying four points. I don't care if they're on the road. I think they're going to be primed and ready, and I do not think that that's the same with the Raiders. Give me the Rams. I'll just put one unit on it because uh, of the environment, but one unit on the Rams laying the four points, and that'll do it for this week's Even Money podcast. We might be able to get to some emails some of these other weeks. Very, very important if you haven't already – Take advantage of the deal we have for you guys over at betonline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts. You just use the promo code PODCAST1 to get a 50% sign-up bonus today. I was up 40 units. Steve was up 20 units. I don't even know what the best bets were last year, but it was something uh, ungodly. It was amazing, and that could have been you guys. So if you just put, I don't care, put 100 bucks, 500 bucks, 1000 whatever you have, Get the 50% bonus. Go with what Steve and I say and have a heck of a fall. And hopefully we'll come through for you guys again. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1, the number one, and we are done. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.